Alrighty folks, we need to talk about inflation, the Fed, and the housing market. Let's first off remember we are going through something that uh, we just need to get through, right? We've been talking about a lot of things around inflation on this channel. I just want to remind you where we're at because it's going to be kind of a slog going forward. So first remember, I've been trying to help educate you that inflation is far stickier than people have kind of thought. A lot of people were calling for inflation to just simply roll over. They've even been talking about deflation. I've been reminding you that inflation has three components. We've seen easy stuff roll off. We now have six, eight months until the housing data gets meaningfully better. And then we have wages, wage inflation, services. And, you know, that's going to take some time, probably over a year to work through. So again, folks, remember we're we're in it now, right? Inflation rolled over from what, 9.1 to, I don't know, 6.5, kind of went to the six number. Now we've got to go from six to four and then four down to two. And it's, it's gonna take time. I don't have any an easy answers for you there. Second, remember something that I have been talking about for a while now is I believe one of Powell's missions in this crisis is to get rid of the Fed put. I don't think Powell, unless something really bad breaks, is in the mood to cut. And I wish him all the best. I think the fact that the stock market has beaten up past Fed presidents to bail them out of mistakes is not healthy and certainly not uh, you know, a, a balanced market, right? You can just pile on leverage and the Fed bails you out. Never been a fan of that. So I wish Powell well and I hope we break the Fed put. Uh, next is time. It's just going to take some time. This is not going to be as fast as we want. It's not going to be sudden. It's not going to be a V-shape. It's not going to be a U. It's, it's, it's just going to take some time. Uh, you know, the base effect over the next three or four months will be in our favor. What is the base effect? It basically means we had some big, huge inflation numbers a year ago. Those will roll off. It, it will make the numbers look better. But it's, it's just time. Uh, housing, we've been talking about on this channel for a while. It's six to eight months from now, get meaningfully better. And then finally, um, you know, the economy and, and things of that nature. It's, it's generally speaking, not this start stop. You know, we, we got a little spoiled in 2020 when we shut it down and started it back up. We gave free money. That's not normal. That's, that's not, it's not what we should wish for. So, um, just something to watch. And then next, remember the Fed has two tools. One is the open market meetings, raising rates. The next is their voice, right? We heard from Bostic and Mester, I believe, talk about possibly a 50 basis points. I kind of highlighted that I expect that talk to come, but uh, I do expect the Fed to give us uh, a 25 basis point move in March and likely another one in May. And then at that point, I think the Fed's done. They will have gotten to 5% and then they're gonna pause. Will they? And I, I think they'll pause all year. Uh, we shall see. But uh, I certainly don't see cuts coming and, and haven't changed my opinion on that. So uh, I do expect them to talk tough. I think the market, the bond market, starting to get it, that uh, there's no cut coming, no, no pause. So uh, we, just, we just need to work through this. Soft landing is still possible. Uh, I would actually, I think I went from 2% to 15%. I, I would now call a soft landing, meaning no recession, uh, probably 30%, maybe 35% at this point. Uh, so again, trending the right direction. Uh, I still think given all the indications that a, a, 
a recession is possible, hopefully a short and shallow one, uh, but a soft landing, I will admit, the odds are improving. The one thing that we need to keep watch out for is every Thursday morning at 5.30, I believe, Pacific, we get the weekly unemployment claims. Uh, that's the most consistent number that you and I could watch every week to see what's going on in the economy. I think that breaks first, right? That will be the sign that unemployment is rising. Right now we're standing at, I think, a 58-year low, 3.4%, uh, I think was the last reading. Uh, but again, it is... Um, it's the number that you can, you and I can look at every week and go, okay, is, is you know, does the Fed need to do more um, there? And then let's talk about housing. Uh, there was a great article on CNBC this morning that I read by Tim Mullaney. I want to give him credit. Really quoted a lot of the uh, housing experts that we have on this channel, like Logan uh, from Housing Wire, Lance uh, News, um, Lance Lambert, uh, who's on the channel as well. So the housing market is just going to be kind of a, a tug of war between buyers and sellers, right? The sellers, there are, there's no motivation. Uh, the sell, there's no inventory coming in, listings are down, active inventory's down. 85% of homeowners have a rate below 5% and it is fixed. You can look that up on Black Knight if you would like to, the source. Um, there's just no, just a massive inventory is not coming and that's, that's gonna keep prices stable. Uh, National Association of Realtors is talking about 4.8 million sales this year or transactions. Uh, I think it will be less than that. Uh, I think we will be right around 4 to 4.2. I do think we found the bottom. Uh, I think in December we reported 4.02 million. Uh, I think that will be the bottom, but we'll see January here in about a week. So we'll see if that stays intact. Um, no, you know, there's, there are deals out there. I mean, I think that's the great thing about a housing market that's slowing down is there are deals. You can find motivated sellers. You can find motivated properties, right? There are some properties that won't go traditional financing. You can pick those up if you have the ability to pay cash or joint venture or partner. There are deals to be done. Only do great deals. Uh, I think the big thing that's missing from a lot of folks is you want, you know, 3% mortgage rates. It's not coming back. You want prices to crash to 08 levels. It's not coming this hopes of foreclosures and all of this craziness is not coming. And we've talked about that. So um, what I would tell whether you are an investor or a first time home buyer is get really clear on what you want. Uh, don't, um, don't have FOMO, don't overpay, don't get in bidding wars. I don't get in bidding wars, you've heard me say that many times. If you're doing a first time home buyer, realize uh, you, know, you can get in for three and a half percent, five percent conventional, house hacking is a great thing. There's 203K loans. Um, you know, there's just lots of things to do. But again, know what you want. I would argue that most first-time home buyers don't look at their market enough. I think you should look every day. I think you should know what average is. I think you should know what you can afford. Don't stretch. Buying a home is likely the biggest purchase most of us will ever make. Uh, so you're supposed to have butterflies. Uh, I typically beat butterflies by doing the work, getting comfortable, knowing knowing the numbers. So. At the end of the day, 2023 in the housing market is going to be pretty much what I've called for. It's a flat market, about 4 million transactions. Still money to be made if you are an investor, but protect yourself. Uh, don't overpay. You know the ARVs. 30-year uh, fixed rate debt. We don't know where interest rates are, but it needs to cash flow day one. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, I think this is going to be a good market. It's just slower, and I don't mind slower. I don't like markets that you have to make your decision 
uh, in a couple of seconds. So at the end of the day, folks, that is my message. Do the work, get a buy box, and uh, let's show you what uh, is going on out here. Enjoy.